Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. But Apple's going to allow iPhone users to repair their own iPhones. Don't scoop yourself. We started the segment. Oh, hey. Trisha's here. This Hi, is Ryan. Ryan Wiggins. Hi, I'm Ryan Wiggins. Uh, I shouldn't have said that because you already know that. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just talking to you. Nobody else in here, just me and you talking. How's it going? Hey, um, great. How's um, it going with you? Great, great. Uh, you, what, what's the story that you were going to bring? Because it wasn't that one. I don't remember. It was the one about Putin. I think it the the one where the tree <laughs> fell in Hollywood. No, no, that's it's causing a lot of problems. Read the headline of that just to be sure. Sure. Okay. Uh, falling tree causes problems in Hollywood. <laughs> Whoa! I know, right? That sounds like some problems. I know they can't figure out what caused it to fall. <laughs> There's like a power line down. It's a whole. Who's gonna get rid of this tree? It's a whole debacle. It, it really is just a tree. That's the. Story. It's not a redwood or something. I mean, I thought maybe, oh, this huge tree fell and it's, you know, it's blocking traffic across four lanes or something. No, it did crush a few parked cars and take out a power pole. It was a large tree. This is a stupid story. It wasn't any kind of sacred tree. Nobody died. (laughs) That's that's good to know because my next question was, was it a sacred tree? (laughs) The fire department is. Fire department. Everybody went out there and goes, man, what are you going to do about this tree? It's <laughs> it's unclear what caused the tree to fall. The, oh, man. <laughs> and the question is, have you ever had a brush with a falling tree? <laughs> we need to put together a task force at the federal level. People put, need to know. Put about 20 to 25 million into that task force. Find out what happened with the We're tree. We're laughing, but I actually did almost get crushed by a tree branch a couple years ago. Oh, don't say that. Yeah, now. it was terrible. So now we've I got these bad. giant. I know. Thank you. Trauma. Mm-hmm. We've got these giant trees in our yard and they fall down. <clears throat> the limbs fall down a lot. And my dog and I were outside in an area in the yard and then we walked away. And I'm not even kidding you. Not 30 seconds later, this giant like human sized branch fell right in the spot we were standing. Did it look like a human? Yep. Was it a human? Did, did the tree branch get up and run away? What see what <laughs> happened was the squirrels took a body up there and then dropped it. Oh, so it was a dead human. Yeah. Okay. So it dropped, you know, the squirrels dropped it. Whatever. Across. It was scary though. I'm sure it was. You would have I'm not making me. light of it. You mm. Are you gonna talk about the Putin thing or not? Sure. All right. Go ahead. Segway. Segway. Putin issues threat to the rest of the world. Have you heard about this yet? Yes. Has everybody else heard about this What's yet? What's the threat? I don't know. He's always doing this, which is undermining your point. 
Because I think your point is that this is different. This is different. Go ahead then. All right. Tell me how. Russian President Vladimir Putin has issued another threat, and this time it's to the rest of the world. Putin says that if any country interferes with Russia's invasion of Ukraine, the act will be met with a, quote, lightning fast response. If someone intends to intervene into the ongoing events from the outside and creates unacceptable strategic threats for us, then they should know that our response to those strikes will be swift, lightning fast, Putin says. We have all the tools for this, ones that no one can brag about, and we won't brag. We will use them if needed, and I want everyone to know this. Why why does that sound any different to you than anything else he's ever said? Does it scare you? No. It makes me think that he's panicking a little bit. Oh, I see. Not the angle I thought you were going with. No, it it makes for for me to hear him come out and not specify what tools and make these veiled threats. It makes me think that things aren't going the way he thought they were going to. And he's coming out and saying, you better back up or else. And kind of. Okay, so like the waving. So painted into a corner and then he's just starting to swing. Yes. Okay, I could see that. Do you think that we're nearing an end to this war? I don't know. You think it's a signal of it, maybe, though? Maybe. I think it's a signal that he is panicking a bit. Here's what's weird. The ruble, the Russian currency, Mm -hmm. is at a two-year high right now. So the other news that happened this week regarding Russia is that, and this didn't make much news. I thought it was very, very interesting. Four European nations basically capitulated and started using the ruble to trade to buy gas from them again. Because they need it so badly. So, again, I mean, hate to say Trump was right again, but this is the stuff he was talking about. Mm-hmm. Don't do this. You put yourself in a bad situation. Now they're in a bad situation. They're having to do this. Well, that's dr- driving because Russia will only sell their gas and oil in rubles because it tanks so bad after all the san- sanctions. You know, their, their economy was in shambles for like a week, but it's come back. So now they're only selling in rubles. You can't buy them in dollars like you used to. The ruble has gone back up. They've attached it to gold again, so it's got a gold standard on it, and they're only selling their products in rubles. They're they're back. I mean, I hate to say it, but the sanctions have sort of backfired, and not only have they, in a sense, I'm not saying they haven't worked entirely, because you've really isolated Russia, but that's kind of the opposite, equal opposite point, too. You've isolated Russia. Now they're on their own. They're using their own currency. They're not dependent on anybody else anymore as much as they were. Or they're dependent on our enemies more like China. Although India, I don't know if you put them in the enemy category. I wouldn't. But they're buying a ton of Russian oil. And they're using rubles to do it. It's a weird situation where you go, uh, all the stuff we said could happen it's that happening. could backfire... That's kind of happening. Now, that doesn't mean that the sanctions were all bad or that we shouldn't have done any of it. But you just get the sense that Biden or whoever's controlling the White House, if it's not Joe Biden, doesn't see these things. Or doesn't think the extra few steps ahead. To your point. Yeah, they're not seeing like, oh, if we do this, problem solved, as opposed to thinking this could lead to this, could lead to this. Exactly. And then although our one thing is maybe working the way we planned, everything else is going to hell in a handbasket. Have you ever really been afraid, though, as an America, especially in middle America, of the threat of nuclear war? I mean, at all, but specifically from Putin in the last month, no, I've lived a very sheltered, privileged life. I've been very blessed to never have to think about it. 
we were talking about uh, what was it last week? We were talking about food shortages the week mm-hmm. before, and how I hear those things, and I think, eh, for somebody else. Yeah. No, I agree. Because when they talk about food shortages, it's one of those things that even when we have guests on to talk about those kinds of things, what they say is real. I'm not disputing the fact that there could be food shortages. I just think, and this is going to sound super arrogant, but it's the truth. We as Americans, we're the richest. We're at the top. We'll probably be sheltered from that. You're going to see poorer nations hit harder by that quicker than us. So that doesn't mean there's not food shortages. It just means that our mind always goes to what about me in a food shortage? And I just don't think we're going to get there. There's a lot of conservative pundits that will disagree with me and are very alarmist about this. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I don't take that stuff seriously and that there won't be major disruptions to everything. There already have been, and it could get worse. I just am of the camp that I don't like to grab those things. My mind doesn't go to fear instantly of those things. It goes to practically how is this going to play out? Is it the same for nuclear war? Kind of. Yeah. And I don't know that I'm right in doing that. I think I said that when we were talking about it before. I don't know that I'm I'm correct in doing that. I'm just fortunate enough that I don't feel that level of anxiety when yeah. these things come up. Well, our, our leaders in America right now, White House, legislative branch leaders, mostly cabinet people, are saying things like, we need to be taking nuclear war more seriously. I mean, they're actively going out and doing press briefings on this. To get this out there, I don't think they think that's a talking point in the same way that so many political things are. That oh, well, let's try to get this narrative out there. I think they're actually that afraid of nuclear war, and they're they're trying to warn everybody so that they can be on record as warning everybody. I just don't think it's that real, based on one fact, and that is that for four years, nothing happened between Russia and Ukraine when Donald Trump was in office. And the reason for that, at least that what he says is the reason for that, is because he told Putin, if you do anything, we'll take out Moscow. Quote, unquote, take out Moscow. Don't know what that means. And I think he probably specifically said it that way so that he didn't have anything attached to it. Not nuclear, whatever, whatever that means. It could have meant anything. But for four years, he took that seriously. Putin did. Yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't that he was trying to preserve the Russian way of life and he was trying to preserve his economy and things. It was that he was afraid. I think he personally was afraid this will mess up my dynasty and my life and maybe my power. And now he's not afraid to do that. But if he were to attack anybody with a nuclear weapon or really anybody outside of Ukraine, that does threaten him again. Therefore, I don't think we're at any, we should be afraid of that at all. I just don't think that'll happen. I'm good with that. Okay. Yeah, I'd rather it not happen. Thank <laughs> okay. you. Yeah, I was. Is that that, that's where I was getting to. Is is do you want nuclear war or not? Nah, I'm good. <clears throat> okay. All Thank right. you, though. Can I tell you a joke that my son told me the other day? Please. So he tells me this joke out of the blue. No context. He just goes, Dad. And I didn't know it was a joke. He presented like he's four years old. Still doesn't say his awes really well, so it's very cute. He said, Dad, why was Joe Biden in the hospital? And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Now, I work in news, so I'm pretty sure I didn't miss this. But did something happen in the last five minutes that I didn't know that somehow you (laughs) found out about? My four-year-old is informing me (laughs) of. Yeah. I said, well, I don't think he's in the hospital, buddy. But to indulge him, I thought, he seems to be going somewhere. I don't know why. Okay, well, why why was Joe Biden in the hospital? And he goes, he couldn't stop Putin. (laughs) (laughs) Stop it.
it. And I'm like, wow. He is your child. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Apparently, some girl, while he was at my parents, who, who watch him on Mondays and Fridays, uh, some girls came to the door and were having a joke off. They were all about 11 years old, and two of them had non political jokes and one of them that was her joke and my kid heard that joke and has been repeating it ever since love it i do too (laughs) thanks for being here wiggins america more in just a minute baseball is in full swing nba playoffs are heating up and your nfl team is gearing up for training camp listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the odyssey app the biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.